0: Absolutely no sense And you sound silly as hell Good morning, 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 good people. It is Monday, February the 13th, 2023, and I appreciate y'all being here in the building. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with myself and Jay Rich post-Super Bowl. Let's get it, baby. Who we got in the building? We got Dope Walker, Clay, Pello, Jeff in the building, Chris, what's up with you? Rico Stone, David from across the pond, Dynasty Barry in the building, Oliver, Tyrone. George, Top Dog, Lindsey Mack, my girl. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. And shout out to my man, Fizzle Dollars, for the intro song. But we got to get to the show. Post Super Bowl Wake Up Show uh, brought to you by Prize Use the promo code WAKE UP. Get in on some of that good over under action over there, over on Prize Picks. And today I had a long night. I got to start the show off with a cup of Michelle Adoro coffee, man. Go get you some of that. I. I Jay, I need to get another order, actually. I'm running low. I got like one box of pods left, so we need to get another box of that. It's, it's tasting good. So go to Michelle Adoro, Use the promo code Up for 15% off. I pro Yo, we got a lot of, we got a lot of sponsorships and partnerships, but I ain't bullshitting you when it comes to this coffee. It is delicioso. It is delicious. It's good, and I know some people in the show, they're Michelle Adoro truthers now, and they can tell you themselves firsthand how damn good that coffee is. Uh, Jay, man, last night was a, uh, last night was a show, my friend. Let me, uh, get this off the screen. right, Last night was a, last night was a good show, a good script from the old NFL. It was very close to (laughs) finishing at that thirty-seven thirty-four script number that had leaked, so, uh, Say what you want about the league, but uh, they, they did a good job last night. Jay, how you doing this morning, my friend?
1: I'm good. I'm good, man. It was a great Super Bowl. Two historic performances for a lot of reasons from both quarterbacks. Um, Arizona, man, we have the Super Bowl in Arizona every year. It seems like whenever it's in Arizona, outside of the uh, small, maybe not so small, turf issues, mm. uh, everything else was pretty good in that game, so I was pretty happy with the outcome. I did have the under though, so that wasn't so fun. But for football fans and casual fans, a lot of points is always good, so can't be too upset about that.
0: What did you uh what'd you do for the Super Bowl, man? Did you did you do anything special? Would you have to eat? Like what's your Super Bowl routine? What'd you do?
1: Oh man, I don't even really have one. Um uh, we had some nachos. We had uh man, I had these really brownies that had um bananas in them this this woman brought them mm. to our little super bowl party those were really good this i don't woman, know how she made them you don't know her yeah name, my this mom's woman? cousin's girlfriend gotcha. yeah i'm not gotcha. gonna reveal her name but gotcha. uh yeah they were really good uh outside of that no real traditions for us we, d- we do wings sometimes sometimes we switch up with nachos um uh, my dad made chili which i love but no no restrictions of my own just watching with the fam that was it uh just happy we had a good game honestly
0: yeah, it was good. I had uh, Eugene from Off the Line Fantasy, he and his wife who are expecting. They they've come over the last like 3 or 4 Super Bowls and oh, nice. um, real small thing, but man, smoke brisket, smoke went. The brisket was Jay, I tweeted out a picture of it. The smoke I, ring. I saw that. Yeah, very, very good. I'm very proud of my brisket down here in Texas. But no, it was a, it was a good one, man. I thought it was one of the better Super Bowls that we've seen in a while. Even though last year's was pretty good as well with the Bengals, and uh, and the Rams. But mixed in top of on top of the Super Bowl, which we'll we'll get to the Super Bowl game. We'll spend a bulk of the show on that. There was a lot of things that had happened leading up to the Super Bowl, just in the NFL in general. That have sort of um shaped the path of the offseason. So I definitely uh wanna get to that. So where do you where do you wanna start before we before we spend, like I said, majority of the show basking in the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes? Where do you kind of wanna start from a news perspective that um that we didn't get a chance to really dive into? You know, we don't do the show on Friday. And apologies, I didn't I tell y'all on Wednesday that my power was gonna go out and the shit went out as expected yeah. at the end of the show. So where do you want to start with just what's going on in the NFL as we, as we approach the offseason?
1: Well, I think the best part for us is that the head coaching searches are pretty much over at this point. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles OC, Shane Steichen, is going to be the new head coach for the Colts. That should be finalized today. The Texans hired the 49ers passing game coordinator. So, D'Amico Ryan's getting one of his guys to bring that Shanahan offense over to Houston. So, a bit more clarity for us in fantasy over there. Uh, Vic Fangio was well, hired to on, the, hold the hold Dolphins. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Let's, 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 let's take it you a little You want to slow. touch on all of them? Yeah, okay. let's, let's touch on it. Okay, so... Texans have hired the 49ers passing game coordinator, okay? So D'Amico comes from the 49ers. They're hiring the 49ers passing game coordinator. This signals to me that all signs point to Houston getting a quarterback early, right? Whether that be Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. But I've, I've been tweeting out it also sort of what would you think about, and it's a theory I've been tossing around inside our, our, our Discord. D'Amico, who did he get to see as the defensive coordinator every day in practice over the summer, every day in practice over his first season. There's a quarterback in San Francisco that he got to see a lot of. And what it seems like to me, this is just my opinion, gauging the situation, gauging what all the other players in San Francisco are saying, based on what the fucking owner said at the NFL Honors, which I don't think we touched on NFL Honors either, so we need to get into that. But it seems like they want Brock Purdy to be the quarterback. That's just, listen, Jay. From the moment, from what have I been saying on this show, on Twitter, from the moment San Francisco traded those picks to move up to number three, what if what had I been saying the entire time?
1: They wanted Mac Jones.
0: I I will go to my grave believing that. I you can you can hate the take whatever you want, but I've been pretty consistent saying I believe that when they traded all that capital to move up to number three in the twenty twenty one NFL draft, they wanted Mac Jones, right? And I continue to say, I think Kyle Shen, that's the type of quarterback that he wanted. And what did they stumble into, like the cheapest version of Mac Jones that you probably can find in Brock Purdy? So with the Texans hiring D'Amico Ryans as their head coach, the passing game coordinator as their OC, is there any world you think where San Francisco would say, would trade Trey Lance out of the division, out of the conference, trade him to the desolate wasteland that is Houston— and D'Amico Ryans gets to pair up somebody that he's got a, a relationship with, or at least familiarity with, to run his offense.
1: I think there's a world, yes. But it still feels like an unprobable situation. Um, only because of how cap-friendly Trey Lance's deal is for the next two years, right? Or at least for the next year, for sure. Um, because they do have his fifth-year option coming up the following season. So to get rid of him this year, knowing that Brock Purdy potentially could be sidelined longer than the initial six-month timeline, It still feels like a long shot, but to your point, if they're willing to pay up, and you know, D'Amico got a six-year contract, so he's not necessarily going to have to get it all done his first season.
0: No, but
1: like you said, there's the familiarity there. Bringing in the the passing passing game coordinator, they brought it up in the comments. The boombox guy, I believe he's the director of player personnel. They brought him over as well. So another, that's it, right? (laughs) So another another guy. guy. right um they didn't get cliff kingsbury thank god so that that was a dodged bullet from everybody in fantasy world so I, I mean i think to your point there is a chance there's always a chance because of that familiarity because of that relationship and we've seen D'Amico. And we've seen a lot of coaches do this they bring in guys they know that they trust into their offenses into their uh rooms and stuff like that and if they bring in lance i wouldn't be shocked by something it's a long shot because there just- is so much luxury for the 49ers to keep trey lance
0: I'm just I'm just theorying here. I don't I'm not saying that's that is the right move. I'm just wondering if if you're Houston, right? It let's just say it would be a second round pick. You like that's what he would cost. Say it was their yeah. their first second round pick in this draft. That would allow D'Amico Ryans at number two overall, or if he trades back to let's say he stays at two, to take his what? What helped make that defense tick in San Francisco? Nick Bosa, the edge, right? Yeah. The edge. That would allow Houston to trade for a quarterback with the second, which you're not going to draft a quarterback in this draft or next year's draft in the second that's better, that has better talent, tools, and traits than Trey Lance. Yeah. It would allow them to draft their Nick Bosa, a.k.a. Uh, Will Anderson, at number two overall, or maybe they want Jalen Carter for the interior, still add a weapon at 12 and wi- at wide receiver, and then you essentially get Lance on, on the, I'm not saying the final year of a rookie deal, but year three of a rookie deal to see you know could we potentially snag a full-time guy here you know with a second round pick so i'm just it would be it would be nice right if 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 San Francisco really doesn't want him to be the quarterback or they're really pushing for Brock Purdy to be their guy then you know i don't think they would trade him because look at San Francisco quarterbacks always get hurt in this Kyle Shanahan offense so you need some security or or, or backup in case something does happen to Brock or he's not ready to go, but just throwing out a theory that there's a lot of 49ers similarities and commonalities in Houston right now, and there is no quarterback. So it would be interesting to see if that were to uh, play out and come to
1: fruition. So then, then Ray, why aren't you talking about Jimmy G then? Jimmy G is a free agent. He's familiar with the system. He knows how to run it. He could be a little bridge quarterback in Houston. Because
0: Houston's not a Jimmy G away. Like they're not a Jimmy G away. So I'm not I'm not going to put a lot into Jimmy G right now when they're not a Jimmy Garoppolo away. Like it's this is a young team. I don't think D'Amico Ryan's has any expectation or pressure to turn this thing around in a year or even two. So you just continue to load up on talent and try to try to steal a quarterback for the low. But that's just that's just my galaxy brain in this one. I don't have any I want to see Trey get a shot. I do think that they want Brock Purdy to be the guy. Like, I'm just, based on everything, just my summation of the situation, I believe they want him to be the guy, whether that is what we want in fantasy land or not. You got George Kittle coming out there stumping for him, Debo Samuel coming out there stumping for him. Again, the owner of the team during the NFL honors. To, like, it's just, even Trey Lance in his interview came out and said that he fully expects a battle. Like, he does not think that, he doesn't even believe that he's going to be outright handed the job. He talked about that in the interview with Rich Eisen. So, just my opinion, I think they want Brock Purdy to be the guy. We may not like that for fantasy football purposes, but that you know, at one point, Jay people didn't like Jalen Hurts as the quarterback uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles for fantasy purposes. So, you touched on Vic Fangio; he was hired to be the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. We also, it also came out that he sci- signed a two week deal. With the Philadelphia Eagles to help prepare for this campaign? I I mean, I don't think he did it for Damn. free. How much do you think he got? I, I talked to Eugene. I'm sure it was a this. lot. How much do you think he got paid for two weeks of work to, to lose, to help them lose? 200K. Shit, I said like 500. Like two weeks? I mean, that's kind of wild, man. He got paid. Got paid a—I don't know what he got paid, but he didn't do it for free. I promise you, that He wasn't out there for two weeks doing it for free. Um, Derek Carr. Let's talk about the Derek Carr situation, Jay, because uh, there's a lot of speculation about old Carr being traded from the Raiders to the Saints, but there was a no-trade clause. Derek Carr had to approve it. If a trade didn't get done, the Raiders are going to have to cut him and eat a bunch of dead cap money. And what did Derek Carr do to the Raiders? Did he did he give the Raiders a help him out at all? Did he give them a, a good parting gift? What did old Derek
1: Carr do to the Raiders? Derek Carr pretty much did what they did to him, and he kicked them to the curb and he said, Too bad, so sad, I'm not going to the Saints because the Saints wanted them to take a pay cut, obviously, because they have to do some work on their end for the cap. He decided that he didn't want to accept that that trade. He's not going to accept the trade. So I don't know when his final deadline is. It's sometime in February because he never um, moved that deadline back. So the Raiders will be cutting him. Uh, He'll have a suitor. And I think he's just betting on himself at this point, hoping he can get a pretty good deal. Doesn't seem like that's necessarily going to be the case though. You know, the Panthers are saying they're interested. I'm sure the Saints are still interested to some degree. But yeah, he is not doing the Raiders any favors on the way out. They kicked him out. And so he's uh, making sure that they pay the utmost price on the way out. Mr. Derek Carr is uh, not helping out the Raiders. It's crazy, man. Like a few years ago, he was like, oh, I want to be a Raider for life, this and that. Josh McDaniels comes in and says, nah, we're good. We'll see you later. Um, but that that's, that whole situation is really just, talk about a dumpster fire. A couple weeks for Carr and what ended up happening with him now, not going to the Saints, which seemed like a pretty decent fit for them. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, man, but it's the NFL. It's a business, and he got a pretty ridiculous contract, so it's not entirely surprising to see. Carr to the Saints. How do you feel about it? I actually liked it. I was talking to my buddy who's a big, big Saints fan. Um, You know, people are going to say, well, the wide receivers still aren't good, but I just, you know, I think you bring in a competent quarterback who can deliver the ball. The offensive line needs to be better. It wasn't healthy. If it is healthy, I think there's a real shot that it could be a pretty good team, and the biggest thing is, like, could Carr win you that division? And the answer is yes you know, say what you want about Carr as a quarterback. He could win that division. And I think that's what they're looking for if they do want to bring him in. Are they Super Bowl bound? Probably not. But I think he could pretty easily monster up a 10-win season and win that division for them.
0: I agree. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with no Tom Brady and no quarterback, the Panthers with the new head coach and probably a young quarterback, I like their outlook for the future. I'm, I'm very bullish on Carolina in the future. Who else is in
1: that division? The Falcons? Yep. um Falcons we'll see quarterbacks still shaky but I'm I'm looking the direction they're headed and I think they're headed the right direction with Arthur Smith but I it's the quarterback that we really don't know we really
0: yeah don't know. And, and and it seems like there were some reports coming out of Atlanta that they're content or they're saying that they're they want they're excited to see what Desmond Ritter can do in year two so yeah. this is definitely a division where I think with Carr on the Saints, it's definitely an upgrade over PFF's top five quarterback, Andy Dalton. Uh, I definitely think Derek Carr is an upgrade over over anybody that they have in the building. So he is what he yeah, is, sure. and uh, it would be a good move for the Saints to at least be competitive. So uh, another quarterback in the news, Aaron Rodgers, uh, again, uh, remains his plan A for the Jets. So we're just keeping that on the forefront. We'll, we'll learn. The ball is in Aaron Rodgers' court right now, essentially, like... He controls what he wants. To. If he wants to play, he's going to be traded. If he doesn't want to play, then he'll he'll ride off into the sunset. But it does look like the Jets are still his top target. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Let's let's talk Lamar for a few minutes, man. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Ravens are expected to use the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, which will hit them for about forty five million. Eric's GM Eric DeCosta response when asked about signing a wide receiver one. Here was his response. Honestly, when you have a big-ticket item at quarterback, it makes it more challenging. Not impossible.
1: Not good. Doesn't doesn't sound like he wants to, right? When you really think about it. I mean, we've seen the benefits. A.J. Brown is the template. T. Higgins is the option, Ray. Can, can Can we make it happen? Can we sign Lamar Jackson? And can we bring in T. Higgins to Baltimore? Not that, you know, I really want to see T. Higgins go there. But... This is the template we've seen this be successful. They went to the Super Bowl and it worked, and the offense thrived, and they made it happen. But Ray, you know what's funny? Forty-five mil for Lamar Jackson? Not bad, not bad. Lamar Jackson wouldn't be happy about that. But if you're the Ravens and he plays, but I don't think he plays. Not when he wants two thirty, well, right? Not he, when he that, wants Watson.
0: That's the question: Does he play on that man? And what, like, no way. what, what? No but, way he plays. But what leverage does Lamar have? What leverage does he have if he doesn't play? a crew a season, can't they turn around next year and tag his ass again?
1: They can, but the problem too is that um, when they tag him, I think he either, I think he has to sign or he holds out and then there's the whole issue of the cap, right? And does that affect their cap? Because when he doesn't sign and they have that franchise tag allocated for him, that money is tied up until he mm-hmm. ultimately signs or doesn't. So that's part of the problem too, is once he's tagged, yeah, he doesn't have to sign, but that money and that flexibility for them with the cap but that's is now but, locked in
0: but lamar doesn't
1: care Sucks about that for him.
0: if if he's not gonna play what does he give a shit for right oh your yeah. money's tied up but i'm not gonna play you guys have you guys have been tying up my money for you know the two years now a year now or whatever the case may be so it, it just feels like this is gonna get messy man i know everyone's like oh they're just gonna bring him back and it's gonna be kumbaya they're still talking about it's 50, never been that way 60 70 100 million dollars apart like, Lamar turned down a big deal. Like, he wants Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson money Plus. with more guaranteed. And my question to you, Jay, is does, does he deserve that? Does Lamar Jackson deserve to be paid what he wants to be paid based on the body of work that he's done so far in his career?
1: I honestly don't think so. I think he's asking really? for too much money. Yeah, Really? And And I don't—and, you know, like, I get why he wants his money— And I understand it and you know, I don't fully understand how it works financially, you know, obviously he's got to be ahead of the next guy and you don't want to be behind them all that kind of stuff. But part of me just feels like a lot of NFL owners are seeing some of these contracts and are just like, yeah, maybe we're kind of off the beaten path with some of these guys. And Lamar's biggest, like for all the talent he has, as phenomenal as he is, his biggest problem is that he hasn't been healthy and so if you're a gm and you love lamar jackson it's like okay dude we really like you we think you're a phenomenal quarterback but you're asking us for 230 240 250 million dollars and you've played 12 games for each of the last two seasons for us you know what i'm saying like i understand i understand everyone's point about the talent and all that but you know there was there's the 100 million dollar disparity and that was kind of debunked um in the past few days by one of the reporters out of baltimore and I don't think it's that wide, but if they're offering him 200 and he wants 230 or 240, I get why you want that money. But at the same time, I don't know that Watson's worth it, and I don't know did, if he's did, worth it. What did Russ get guaranteed? Just, just curious. What did Russ get? Um, I think guaranteed? it was like 160.
0: Was it 160? I, and for me, Russ, Russ
1: and Murray, I think were around like the 160 170 range. Now, Russ's total contract was 242. But the guaranteed at signing was or one sixty one, yeah, for Russ.
0: He's worth more than Russell Wilson, man. He's Absolutely. worth he he should be paid more than Russ. I think he should be paid more than Kyler Murray. Um, it,
1: but does he eclipse that two hundred like two hundred million guaranteed, two hundred twenty million guaranteed? Like that's the that's where you're looking at some of these contracts and you're saying. I don't know if he deserves that much money, but we know that's what he wants. And right. so if the Ravens really offered him five years, $250 million, $200 million guaranteed, is he, is he really going to turn that contract down because there's not 230 million guaranteed or 250 million so. in guaranteed? I can't.
0: That's, what I, one, don't know. that's what I don't
1: know. That's what I don't know. So man, I'm you, curious you, if he's kind of asking for too much money.
0: You, you you never count another man's pocket. So I'll never do and be like, Oh, that's enough. But that seems like a, that seems like an equitable deal For Lamar Jackson, and if he plays through that contract, he'll get another bag. Like, if he plays through that contract, he'll get another bag at age 30, 31, however old he'll be. He'll get another bag. So this just—it just doesn't seem to be going down a good path. And as the weeks progress, you know, even before the NFL draft, I think this saga and this situation— is even more intriguing. Now, you did talk about Jimmy Garoppolo really quickly, and he'll have some interest from the Jets, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Texans, apparently. And my Dallas Cowboys, they got a gift, unfortunately, for Tony Pollard getting hurt. They're able to put a fl- franchise tag on him. So I fully expect uh, Dallas, Jay Rich's internet is out. Jay Rich is out. His internet was tripping, y'all. Uh, I fully expect Dallas to move on with Tony Pollard as they're starting running back. And I've been talking about it for months. I think they're going to uh, I think they're gonna draft a guy in the NFL draft, whether that be, I don't know, I'm seeing mocks with Devon Chain, Zach Charbonnet, Zach Evans, a whole bunch of different mocks, but they're gonna draft a guy. They're, they are 1,000 percent gonna draft a guy um, in Dallas. Now I would say from a dynasty perspective, we're talking a lot of NFL stuff. I'd stash Malik Davis. If Malik Davis is out there on your waivers, I would stash Malik Davis. Uh, I think he showed enough to maybe stay on the field and get some opportunity if they do move on from Ezekiel Elliott and the running back that they draft in in in, in 2023. It's like later fourth, fifth round pick. I don't know, Leo. Um I don't want them to restructure Zeke at all. Like I would prefer I prefer I think we all prefer Zeke to move on from Dallas. Yes. Jay Peters, Kenny McIntosh would be, I mean, give me any of those guys. And all of them will be very coveted for us in Dynasty if they are, in fact, uh, selected by Dallas. So uh, what else do we have? We talked a little bit about Brock Purdy and potentially he's got to have a nine-month surgery. I don't freaking know what they're going to do with him. But again, like I talked about at the top of the show, I do believe, based on just the limited information that we think or, or we're hearing or we're seeing, and somebody asked where that interview was with the audio. It was an interview at the Super Bowl with Rich Eisen. It was about four and a half minutes. It was phenomenal. I thought Trey Lance did a great job in that interview, but that's the interview where he said out of his own mouth, he does not expect the job to be handed to him. He fully expects a battle. Brock Purdy, what he did was phenomenal. He said all the right things and really conducted himself like a pro. So if you haven't taken five minutes to watch that, Go on Twitter, go on YouTube, go on Google and type in Rich Eisen, Trey Lance interview, and you'll find it right there. Um, So we'll see how that plays out. It's going to this even more so than the NFL draft free agency is is this is going to be fun because there's going to be a lot of movement and changes from players that we can know can play the game. So it will be fun to, to watch. Jay, are you back? You've been choppy the whole show. You good, baby?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there because uh, it just booted me out.
0: Yeah, it just, just booted ga- me out. I don't it know just where. Just gave you the boot. Uh, Andrew said, how do you feel about stashing Tyler Huntley? I mean...
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't do. Think he,
0: I don't think he's out there. to. St- he's already. He's been stashed all year. That's true. So, sure. But he's been stashed all season long. All right, let's get to the Super Bowl because this there was a lot of shit happening inside of this game that was very interesting. And I think there's some... Um, some takeaways as we move forward so let's just start with the obvious man kansas city their second super bowl title in four years uh patrick mahomes has been the starter for five years jay and he's been to five straight afc title games all those games have been at home he's won two nfl mvps he's won what two super bowl mvps yep. uh he's the, the set the record and for been the most three been to three, set the record for the most passing yards in an individual season this past year. He did it without having a wide receiver go for over 1,000 yards on the season. Juju Smith-Schuster was really close, but no receiver going over 1,000 yards. Hodgepodge of characters out there, MVS, Juju. Uh, Jay, if I told you last night here were going to be the touchdown scorers for the Chiefs, what would you think about Travis Kelsey? You'd be like, okay, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Sky Moore? Okay, Okay. Isaiah Pacheco.
1: Yeah, okay. Maybe. Started running back. All Kadarius right. Kadarius Tony. A little redemption story for Mr. Tony. I like it. I like and it. And Nick Bolden. That's who scored. Yeah, wait, Bo- Nick Bolden. <laughs> Nick
0: Bolden, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Isaiah Pacheco, and then of course Travis. Ke- I at this point, man, like honestly, honestly, I, I don't care about tools and traits. I don't care about talent. I don't care about all he is in a tier of his own.
1: He's He's underpaid, too.
0: He's in a tier of his own. Patrick Mahomes is a top what quarterback if he retires right now of all time? If he retires today.
1: Top five. He's a top five quarterback without question. He's only one of five quarterbacks with two MVPs and two Super Bowls, right? I believe it's like him, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Um, There's one other quarterback. Not Kurt Warner. Mm. Um, Tom Brady, obviously. I forget. There's five of them though, and they're all good quarterbacks. And Patrick Mahomes is one of them. And like you mentioned, he's been to three Super Bowls, two MVPs, and then I think the other thing he broke the curse of the double MVP season. Double MVP. Previous previous nine, if you won the NFL MVP, you didn't win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes broke that curse. There's nothing more to say about it. Oh yeah, Peyton Manning is one of them as well. Nothing more to say about Patrick Mahomes other than he's the best quarterback of his generation. And I said it on the other show, Ryan. I truly believe this. He's legitimately the Steph Curry of his generation. If you want to say Tom Brady's like LeBron James, Joe Montana is, you know, like Michael Jordan, Patrick Mahomes is Steph Curry. He just is. And he's the best player in football. It's not even close. But I don't know if you want to get to the Eagles yet.
0: Not yet. Not yet. We're going to spend some time talking about the champs. Let's spend some time talking. Because the Eagles deserve deserve a shit ton of credit, man. I, I thought they played a phenomenal game. But Kansas City, it just felt like at no point in time, it, did it feel like they were out, they of, were it. out even, of it? They were out of it. We got to the halftime, man. And I was like, have they even been on the field? I think Mahomes had,
1: he was- Three possessions, I think. Like yeah. he's on the field for less time than Rihanna was. I'm pretty sure it was like the crazy stat. He was on That's the field for less time than Rihanna because of the Nick Bolton touchdown and the Eagles like had two long drives long in drives. between that touchdown.
0: He had like 12 pass attempts in the first half and they were down and it didn't feel like, like the Kansas City- their path to get here, man. Listen, the first playoff game that they had to play in versus Jacksonville, Mahomes suffers a high ankle sprain, yep. goes out of the game. They bring in Henny, and Jacksonville is right there. Like it was like, man, are the Chiefs going to get through this game? And even if they get through, there's no way they could beat Buffalo or Cincinnati with a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. They 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 find a way to get the job done versus Jacksonville. Then they go up against their Achilles heel, essentially, in the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals had owned them over the last three games over a calendar year. And you can say what you want about calls and this and that. They found a way to get that job done, right? And then here in the Super Bowl, it felt like in the first half, Philly dominated that game. It felt like they dominated that football game. But then you look up and you're like, man, they're right there. Kansas City's been hanging around, hanging around. Next thing you know, they got the ball, the final drive, 38-35. They win it again. And it's just, it it almost even, and I'm sure there was jubilation in the locker room. But there, I I was watching him and Travis Kelsey after the clock struck zero, after Hertz (laughs) is... I, I know he slipped, but what, what a what a horrible Hail Mary pass at the end. I mean, that thing went about 25 yards in the air from Ole Hurts. I know he slipped, but it just seemed like they were just like, all right, we did it again. Like, it, it wasn't, at least in that quick moment, man, after the games just ended, it was like, fuck, we made it through. And I'm I'm pretty sure here in the next, like, 15 minutes, Mahomes would be getting surgery, right? We'll be hearing about his, yeah. <laughs> uh, his high ankle sprain surgery. His but-
1: tightrope surgery or something.
0: Dude, hats off to Kansas. Like this is, I'm not gonna call him dynasty, but I agree with you. I think he is three Super Bowls in four
1: years, winning two of them. It's pretty. Da- like you said, five straight and, AFC and, championships, and and, and and Ray. In a lot of ways, this is more impressive than the first one. A- everyone thought when they traded Tyree Hill, oh, there's no way, there's no way they they can't they house out. And I said it, I said it on this show plenty of times. I don't know how he's gonna get it done. I was wrong, man. I have to admit, I'm way wrong. He got it done because he's the best quarterback in football. And, you know, say what you want about the team and the construction. As long as you have Mahomes, you have a chance. We've said that's about Brady for years. As long yes. as you have Brady, you have a chance. This is literally what Mahomes is showing you. As long as they have Mahomes, they have a chance.
0: Uh, they don't They
1: don't even have a
0: chance. They should just be the favorite. They should just be the yeah. favorite every time. With him at court... I don't. I don't know if he's my generation's goat because I did watch Tom Brady. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got to experience that whole ride, right from start to finish, and I don't think what Tom Brady was able to do will ever be duplicated. Or, or just from a sense of longevity, it's almost like LeBron. Like they say, records are meant to be broken, and who's to say Mahomes can't play? How how many years did Brady play? Twenty one seasons in the NFL. I think 22.
1: Uh, 22. This is 20 2000 all the way till. The Who moment.
0: knows if Mahomes even wants to do that. I mean that's that's insane. He's only got 5 years. Imagine him playing another what? 17 years in football yeah. and being pretty good for 17 more years. But what he's doing for this current generation, all I'll say is appreciate this level of greatness because I don't Jay, I know this may sound crazy, I don't even know if he's in his prime yet. Like peak yeah. Mahomes. I don't know, man. Like he's it's scary to think about how much better he could be because he's already so good. I don't know if he I don't know if he's peak prime Mahomes yet.
1: Yeah, and what's funny is I think when it's all said and done, this may go down as his flu game, right? With the high ankle sprain, overcoming the nearly unstoppable Eagles, best offense in football, revamped young roster great defense and what didn't matter didn't matter because Mahomes is just he's just special man he's just absolutely phenomenal
0: well let's uh let's let's talk about the other quarterback really quickly let's let's start with the two quarterbacks because both of them were phenomenal Jalen Hurts my goodness I just he's their guy he's their guy Jay he's He's their guy and he is the guy you know, we continue to ask this question, how how many quarterbacks would you take over Jalen Hurts? You know, who from the 2020 class? And every time we do that exercise, you put Jalen Hurts at 3. You always put Burrow and Herbert ahead of Jalen Hurts and I'm like, "No, nah, I think it's Burrow, Hurts, Herbert." Would you change your tune on that today? Would you would you still if you were an NFL GM, you would take those two quarterbacks from that 2020 class over Jalen Hurts still?
1: Yeah, I would. I would. I, I But I do think that, to your point, this offense is built perfectly for Jalen Hurts. Suits his skill set super well. Um, and I think a lot of the same things that could be said about Burrow. Herbert, we'll see what ends up happening with him. Um, I still love the tools, the traits, the talent. Um, but all three guys are just head and shoulders above Tua, and that really sucks to be Tua in this situation. But Hurts deserves every dollar he's going to get. Um, dude was phenomenal in the Super Bowl. In, and honestly, Ray, can't say enough about his ball placement in this Super Bowl countless times this dude put it where only his guy could get it and he knew his guy would get it i mean most of the time that was dallas goddard there was a couple of other AJ really brown, good throws to aj brown Devonte smith. smith like there was there were some close ones some ones that got turned up got they overturned some that didn't smitty didn't get away with this one in the super bowl but it's uh it's crazy to see his development as a passer because you know there was a lot of concerns about him as a passer at alabama At Oklahoma, he obviously improved. Going to the NFL, improved a lot more. And now his ball placement looks up to par with just about anybody in the NFL. Um, But when you have one of the best offensive lines, that helps a ton. But honestly, his ball placement in that Super Bowl was by far probably the most impressive I've seen him
0: in in, in an NFL game so far. Oh, boy. Matt LaSalle, appreciate you being here, Matt. But man, what a... What a rough take to have this morning. When you have the best offensive line and a top 3 wide receiver core, it's impossible to fail. Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. He's lifted up by everyone around him the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um what a what a bold take to have after he played eesh, I mean, what else do you want him to do? I mean, he went 16 and one as the starter this year. Uh I, I don't really know what to Jay, I'm in a good mood, so I'm not about to just go ape shit on this one. But how, how what leads you to believe he's not a good quarterback?
1: I I don't know, man. I mean, you look at what he did in the Super Bowl amongst quarterbacks, the most attempts rushing the ball, most yards, most yards after contact, most first down and TD conversions with 10 most yards from tens of ten, 10 run 10 yards or more sorry with 53 first down TD conversion 66.7% he's uh it's pretty good he's pretty good and he still threw the ball accurately as hell he was toe to toe with Mahomes had more yards than him like i mentioned just the big time throws probably had five in that game alone most of them are to Dallas Goddard, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not his fault they lost. <laughs> it's just the defense, man. It's the defense. That defense was uh, not good.
0: It's interesting because neither of the defenses could do a damn thing in that game. Kansas City couldn't stop Philly and Philly couldn't stop Kansas City. Hassan Reddick all over Brock Purdy. I don't know where he was last night. You not know,
1: a single sack, man. Zero. Zero, zero in zero the game. Zero on Mahomes. Zero on Zero sacks. Zero no, he sacks? got two. Oh, he got, he got sacked he got twice? Because one, one was the one was the fumble.
0: One, <laughs> right? one was the fumble. And then the, did they count one of the ones where he ran out of bounds as a sack behind the line of scrimmage? Yeah, score? it was negative yards, negative right? Yards. Negative so yards. Ah, that's weak. That's not a real sack. But neither he here nor He was forced, there. right? Forced out of bounds, yeah. kind of, by I the think it was. A, I think it was a design run, and he just went sideways. But point is, I, I thought Jalen Hurts was incredible that game. The ball to Dallas Goddard, the ball to A.J. Brown, and that's what you do. You surround your young quarterback with weapons. What does Joe Burrow have in Cincinnati? A shit ton of yep. weapons, and he thrives. And th- there are only a handful of quarterbacks who can make it happen without those guys. I think Mahomes, Tom Brady have been the only two that I've seen turn nothing into something. So um, when you're looking at Jalen Hurts and his outlook in Dynasty, Jay, where would you draft him? Amongst the quarterbacks. We're going to—Patrick Mahomes 101? Patrick Mahomes 101? Yeah. Superflex? Okay, yeah. After that, you've got a, a, a cluster of Allen, Burrow, Hurts, Herbert.
1: How would you go? What would you do? Um, I think you make the case for him at three. I don't know if I take, would you take him over Allen? That's really, a, I think you could easily take him over Burrow and Herbert. Um, again, for fantasy, 100% get it right. The rushing upside is just immense for him. Um, But the question is, would you take him over Allen? I might. Would you, would you do might. that?
0: That's, that's really the question. Would you take Hurts over Josh Allen? For fantasy. I don't, I, I don't hate
1: it. I don't hate it. I don't know okay. if I would, but I don't hate it. I think that's the conversation. Is is two or three comfortable taking him ahead of Burrow or Herbert, uh, again, for fantasy? So I think that's the conversation. Is I think you could easily cement him at three. Would you put him at two? I don't hate the take. If you really love Jalen Hurts, I mean, I drafted Jalen Hurts in, in one of our most important leagues. Um, best value this offseason by far uh quarterback but yeah I, I think that you could make the case for sure if you wanted to do that and you know like I said he's got Smitty for what three more years has oh, AJ Brown for four keep, more years they'll keep those two Goddard. together they Goddard. got like it's there's literally no reason and, not and, to
0: and even when 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 Jason Kelsey if he decides to hang it up and I know there were some questions about him coming back this season or not but they got yeah. Cam Jurgens that'll be coming in you got Landon Dickerson Lane Johnson getting a little long in the tooth they'll have to figure something out over there but with the, with the bevy of picks that they have and the ability of Howie Roseman to manipulate the draft in way... Did you see? Did you see... Um, uh, I don't know what the kid's name from Player Profiler, but during the Super Bowl interviews, he talked to Howie Roseman and his question was... <laughs> he said... Uh, hey, Howie, how is it that you continue to uh, uh, fleece and ski mask the New Orleans Saints every year in the draft and always take, get advantage over uh, other owners? And and Howie was like, no, no, th- th- I'm, I'm good friends with the Saints. They're, these are fair <laughs> deals. He was like, I'm not going to do that. But the question was so just, it was hilarious because it was just like, how do you keep screwing over these teams During the draft with your trades, and how he was just like, No, no, we're not gonna do that. Those are my friends. And I'm just like, Good fucking question, man. Um, Jalen Hurts, what's he get? What's he get? I I said four for 200, fully guaranteed. Four for 200. I think he'd get
1: five for 200. But I don't think he's gonna get, I don't think think he's he's gonna get like,
0: he's getting more than 40 mil a year. Easy. They've already come out and said 50. They know. He's, he's looking at about 50. It's not getting, if Daniel Jones is being talked about in that 35 to 37 range, there's no way Hurts is getting 40 a year. I'm saying four for 200 fully guaranteed for Jalen Hurts. four for 200. What do you think? I mean,
1: that's, that's fine. I got no problem with it. I don't know why the Eagles have a problem with it. Right. But I think his contract kicks in what this season or next season. Who? How many more Hurts' he, his contract? Oh, let me, got. It. Let me look at this contract. It uh, might be it might it might be coming to roost to, right now. <laughs> it,
0: no, it is coming. It's a, it's going to roost. It is going to roost here in the next couple of months, man. He's it's going to roost very soon. I'm saying four for two hundred for Jalen Hurts, man. Four for two hundred for Hurts. Um <clears throat> can we talk about yeah, I was going to say Sport
1: Track market value is 44 million right now.
0: Yeah, he's getting 50. That's his
1: calculated market. So he he's might getting, get 50, yeah. To your point. He's getting he's I'll getting get 50.
0: 50. He's getting 50.
1: Um, yeah. really quickly, Travis Kelsey, greatest tight end of all time. Ooh. Should be. I'm not gonna say he is yet, but should be. He will be. Because he needs what? One more title to pass Gronk?
0: One more, like uh, uh NFL title.
1: Oh, he might need more than that.
0: Nah, I think Gronk's got four of those bad boys. He might have,
1: yeah. he might have. I think Gronk's four. got
0: four, and uh, is yard. That's the only.
1: That's the only question is is that can he get close to Gronk? Maybe. I, where's, Kel- that's, where's
0: Kelsey? Where's Kelsey at yardage wise? Where's Kelsey at? Oh,
1: y- he's he's got to be number. He's not number no, one. He's, no, hell no. Gronk, he's He's probably he's probably one in the top three or top four for yardage. And,
0: how many? Go, look it up. Look it up. And I think Gronk's so Gronk is
1: four-time champ. He's got ninety-two touchdowns. I might be regular. Yeah, Gronk,
0: Gronk is Gronk is nuts. How many more good years does Kelsey have left? I think like three. I think he's probably got At like. Least. It, it doesn't. No signs of slowing down. And how premature of it was us for us to uh, anoint Kyle Pitts over over uh, Travis Kelsey? What do you got, Jay?
1: Gronk has twenty-two more touchdowns than Travis Kelsey, dude. What? Gronk has 92 touchdowns in 143 games. He was and a Kelsey monster. only has 69 in 144. People,
0: people, but he's forget- got more
1: yards than Gronk does already. He's got over a thousand more yards than Gronk does.
0: He's got more receiving yards than Gronk already.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But he's also played played more, right?
0: Gronk was. I don't think people realize how Gronk was the tight end that in PPR formats he was like a, oh, top, he was unfair. a top. He was a he was unfair when you talk about unfair advantage Rob Gronkowski during his prime was unstoppable man yeah. unstoppable so just insane I, I think Kelsey's got another three years of prime football left question is does Kelsey want to play three more years he's what 33 he's 33 years old does he want to play till I 36? think so. okay
1: yeah because he wants to pass gates right uh that's that's the big thing is I think now at this point he probably just wants to pass gates and I mean when you're playing with Patrick Mahomes why would you retire right yeah. I mean maybe he would I don't know but you know you look at Gronk he kind of extended his career to play with Brady but he was always hurt getting having yeah. back injuries um you know his first few years prime Gronk double into touchdowns in five or six years but Kelsey you know obviously come on later in his career just phenomenal best tight end probably of all time when it's all said and done but yeah it is definitely tough to beat Gronk's peak because of how good he was but I think Kelsey could definitely get there when yeah. it's all said and done. but yeah Gronk does have four championships to so Kelsey's two.
0: Now, the Eagles will be losing a critical part of that offense because their O.C. Shane Steichen is apparently the favorite to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, which, Jay, I'm pretty happy about that. I, I think this sort of signals the Colts are going to – who does this mean they're targeting in the draft? You got this O.C. that's used, this dual threat, you know, leader, intangible-type quarterback. Oh, you, you know going
1: where I think you're going? Will Levis – Oh, I was. I thought you were going to go straight to a rich. I thought no, I thought you were going there. I I'm not going gonna, there. I don't
0: think they're going to trade up for Anthony Richardson. But does this? Would this give you a little more intrigue for Will Levis if he's selected there, or Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud with an offensive coordinator that seemingly catered the offense to the strengths of their player, which all OCs should do. You should not. People talking about Jalen Hurts as a system quarterback. Every quarterback is a system quarterback, and if you've got a talent like Jalen Hurts, you don't want him to play like Aaron Rodgers. You don't want him to play like Tom Brady. You want him to play like Jalen Hurts. What can you do around him to help him be the most, uh, you know, the, the best version of Jalen Hurts that he can be? What do the Colts do? Who do call your shot? What are they doing at the top of the draft? Call your shot. Who
1: do they take? I still think they want. I still think they want Stroud. In my opinion. Um, so for people who aren't, aren't familiar with Shane Steichen, he was in Los Angeles for a long time. Mm -hmm. So he was actually the OC for Justin Herbert in 2020. So when Justin Herbert was a rookie, he was the OC there. Um, obviously Justin Herbert broke the record for, I think it was, did he break the passing yards record for rookies? And he obviously broke the touchdown record for rookies. Um, so again, he's played, he's coached Jalen Hurts. He Mm -hmm. coached up Justin Herbert a little bit in his rookie year. So I think you look at the similarities, obviously they're different quarterbacks, but Will Levis kind of in between potentially Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, cannon of an arm, can run a little bit. But I think that Stroud as well fits that mold. The guy who is hyper accurate, deliver the ball on time with mobility skills, maybe not a runner like Jalen Hurts, but has the mobility to run some of these little plays to where you're running out of the pocket, moving the pocket again, using that mobility to your advantage and making an offense more diverse and having more schemes so i think that could be a fit but yeah i definitely like the hire i think he's a, i love it he's a guy that people don't really know i was i was curious i looked up his bio to see if he was in uh indy actually with Sirianni at all but um obviously brought him into to the eagles but he wasn't so i'm mm-hmm. so he's not going back to indy but i but i think it's a good fit i think it's a team that needs an offensive mind and we were here in jeff saturday for far too long Oof. thank god ursay finally said Okay, Chris Greer, make the decision. and Chris Ballard? And, not who, Chris Ballard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make the decision. Thank thank the heavens, because I was not willing for a just Saturday offense. That way you get a competent mind, hopefully can work with a young quarterback. I think Stroud or Levis would make a lot of sense. And like we've seen a lot, they're the kind of the number one trade-up option, it seems, for that number one spot to take that Chicago pick and, and take the number one overall pick.
0: Interesting little conversation going on here. Dynasty Barry talked about Kelsey. He's been and will be the dynasty tight end one for the next two to three years, and then Trip Crown says you got to take your shots as well. Could be talking different in a year. I I, I mean I hear you, but I don't think anything is going to change between now and next year with Travis, unless he retires. Th- that you do you notice every analyst asks Kelsey the same damn thing? Like how can you, why are you never covered? Why can yeah. nobody cover you? And he's just like. Dude, I got Patrick Mahomes. That first completion that he made to Kelsey, oh. the deep dig over the middle where Kelsey was still covered, and Mahomes just—they show it from behind Mahomes, and he—it's—it's th- it's energy. It's—it's it's a dot, man. Um, from a dynasty perspective, Jay, the the running backs. There was only one running back that actually did anything. Well, uh, uh, let's—I want to talk about two guys. Kenneth Gainwell from the Eagles, because I don't mm-hmm. think Philly's going to give Miles Sanders a massive deal. Maybe he takes a discount and they bring him back. But Gainwell seemingly playing more and more down the stretch. And every NFL mock draft that I look at, they got the, the Eagles taking Bijan at 10. Bijan Robinson. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, Jay. I, I, I'm i not buying so you it. don't.
1: So you don't think the, the loss makes them think we need to make our offense unstoppable? Because that part of me is kind of on that train. And we saw a similar thought with the Bengals, right? We've seen some mocks where the Bengals take Bijan Robinson because it's like, okay, they couldn't quite get it done. They didn't have the running game. And it's like, bam, let's take Bijan Robinson to make us unstoppable, right? I, so I'm curious what the they running do game wasn't a problem. The now. It
0: was they are gonna they've got interior pressure they got to replace with Fletcher Cox and Dominican Sue. The defense, they couldn't stop them. The, like you, if your team scores 30 plus points in an NFL game, Scott Connor talked about this on America's Game two weeks ago with Eric Vanek, you just need you just need your defense to not allow the other team to score thirty. If you could put up thirty, just don't get don't get don't leave the floodgates open to get thirty eight put up on your head. Like offensively, that wasn't the issue. I think it's I think that they they and I'm with Alex. D line is a is a spot that they they probably sure. need to solidify. Brandon Graham is getting a little long in the tooth. You know Cox. they Fletcher can't bring Cops, back
1: Sue and all they can't these bring guys, back like,
0: I think they got to go interior D line so does this provide do you think there's any sort of upside in Kenneth Gainwell
1: potentially yeah I think the the reality is, is that this is probably gonna be a committee um yeah I mean we've seen it for years and it works that's the problem to your point about the running game bill that no one averaged over three yards of carry at least the running backs right they didn't get a ton of carries seven and seven for Sanders and Gainwell. Boston Scott only had three hurts. obviously 15 for 70 yards he but he's doing different things on the offense about the team as a whole I think defensive line would make sense. I I think we'll continue to have a rotation here. Maybe they're a team that brings in uh, Kareem Hunt on a cheap deal to replace Miles Sanders if he's cheaper for some reason. But I think, Ray, the reality is people may not want to hear this. This has been the Eagles season all year long. They play great in the first half. They have a phenomenal second quarter, and they blow it at the end of the game. Not that they say they blew the game, but they take their foot off the gas. They don't score as so many points in the second half. And again, they play a team like the Chiefs. Chiefs put up 24 in the second half. All of a sudden, they're losing the biggest game of their lives. Sounds like a cheap shot or whatever, but it's just, again, this is something that we saw all season from the Eagles. And yes, the competition was much different, but it wasn't surprising to see them get a first-half a first lead to blow it in the end, and I think that's that's the real problem here. Is is hopefully they can figure it is whatever they got to figure out. But they didn't run the ball well. They was all on Jalen Hurts, yeah. and he played a great game, but they did not run the ball I don't think well. They, so if I don't they don't think did they decide to run
0: it though, I don't think they want to. Uh, do you think there's a world in which Bijan wouldn't even be used to his full potential in Philly because they want to Absolutely. air it out? They want to throw the ball. Um, I mean, Devontae Smith, man, nine targets. A.J. Brown, eight targets. Dallas Goddard, seven targets. So first of all, the fact, the the old narrative that Hurts couldn't support three weapons is false. We know he can. And I, it's scary to think how good Smith and A.J. Brown are going to be next year together. Smith mm-hmm. led the team in receptions. A.J. Brown led the team in yards. Both of them are studs. They're probably a top three dynamic duo in the NFL behind Waddle and Hill and Chase and Higgins. I just I just wonder if you draft Bijan, and it's like we don't need him to carry
1: the ball. We wouldn't like it because he would still split carries, in my opinion. I think that's where you're right, I, but I don't think that that means that they're not going to take him just because they won't use him as a bell cow because he's still a phenomenal talent. He still elevates that offense, and they believe yeah, he yeah, could yeah, yeah, be yeah. the difference between them running for three yards of carry and them running for five yards of carry. It was all on Hurts, so maybe they did want to do that to some degree. But it doesn't help when Sanders isn't getting any yards. Gamewell can barely get any yards. He had a couple big runs, but... There wasn't a lot of running room there. And when you're playing a, playing a team like the Chiefs, you want to keep the ball. And they had the ball a ton in the first half. They still had more than 11 minutes of possession with the ball. And if they kept running the ball effectively, I think that would have made it much more difficult for the Chiefs to come back. But they didn't really do that. They weren't successful in that w- in that way. So when you have the best offensive line in football, the only thing that's really stopping you from doing that is, is that, that running game, right? And that running back room. They put it on Hurts, I think on both sides of the Eagles and the Chiefs and i think we saw it ultimately come down not, to what I'm it was not, and it's just harder to to bleed that clock with and that And i'm lead not saying that, that it,
0: he wouldn't be effective there i just th- this does not seem like an it it really it doesn't feel like an offense that's just going to not throw the ball all over the field i don't know i mean of course it would help i mean he's he's a fantastic running back prospect i have him graded out super high but this is where i think fantasy expectations and NFL reality kind of blur the lines a little bit. I just, I don't know because they don't target the running back out of the backfield often. And when they do, it's a dedicated guy. So if Bijan's going to replace Miles Sanders, they still have Kenneth Gainwell here. I I don't know, man. I just, I want to see Robinson go somewhere where I know they are going to, like he's going to be the center point and the focal point of that offense. And I just don't think you pay Jalen Hurts $200 Two hundred million dollars guaranteed to turn around and hand the ball off a shit ton of times in the game. Now Bijan's touches could be super efficient, and he yeah. doesn't need the ball twenty times because he's they're in the goal line. They have bombed it deep to Devontae Smith and set him up to score. But what is Jet? What is, what is Philly do? What is their the most unstoppable play in football right now when they get in the QB sneak?
1: Until they get rid of it, right? You just you just know the NFL is going to do something about that. Every time they
0: get inside the one, they're just going to QB sneak it with Hurts. Like you, like I don't know, I don't know. Um, On the other side of the ball, we can finally pour one out. Clyde Edwards-Healy, done for. I mean, inactive uh, for the Super Super Bowl Bowl. champion. Though, come on, him? He got a a, a ring. Got a ring. Melvin
1: Gordon got a ring. Melvin Gordon got
0: a ring. No carries for either. It's so sad to see the Melvin Gordon career arc. Had he not held out that year with yeah. Austin Eckler, he probably would have still been getting, you know, not held out and not fumbled the ball like crazy in Denver. But it's just wild to see Melvin Gordon go from this type of value to the year he hold out. And do you remember what Melvin Gordon said after that holdout? He said it was the no. worst mistake of my professional career. I would not do that again. Wow. He held out for more money, thought he deserved Never got more. It. They gave Austin Eckler the workload, and Austin Eckler smashed. And Melvin Gordon came back later that season, but at that point, it was already Austin Eckler's job. So you look at uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, man, and uh, listen, Pacheco is fun to watch, man. That dude runs like his hair's on fire. He's got juice. He's big. He's physical. He's going to be a really good running back in the NFL for the next two years or three years because he just played. I've never seen a running back fall as hard as Isaiah Pacheco falls. He get he got lit up in the game by uh, Chauncey uh, CJ gardner Johnson. Yeah, popped his ass in the middle of the hole, rocked him. He came back a play later, but Pacheco's fun, man. And I think Philly. I think Kansas City found a gem in the 7th rounder and I don't think they're going to deviate from his plan next year. Maybe they let McKinnon walk. I don't know what they do with Clyde, but if you got you some Pacheco, you probably have a solid RB2 on your team and you for see sure. him getting with the end touchdown zone. Upside. Yeah, touchdown upside in a good offense. So I'd be pretty happy uh if if you were able to grab him off of waivers early in the season, trade for him from the low uh but I think he's uh he's he, he's a nice little running back. I just think that the way that he plays very reminiscent of old Thomas Rawls who ran yeah. hard for a couple of years. And then that was it. And I don't think I'm not saying that he's Thomas Rawls caliber of athlete or player, but he's got to learn to protect himself a little bit. I mean, you can't, you're on the sideline, just go out of bounds. You don't have to put your head down and try to run over everybody. I say Pacheco, but um, really what did we talk? Jay, I vividly remember us talking on this show Months ago, earlier in the season, I said this Kansas City offense hasn't looked the same since they had a a, a dominant rushing yeah. threat, right? Since Kareem. That doesn't mean the offense was bad, but when you give Patrick Mahomes a weapon that can matriculate yards down the field, out the backfield as a true runner, it just opens up everything for them. So they found yeah. a Kareem Hunt-esque replacement finally. So moving forward, you comfortable with uh, Pacheco and Dynasty?
1: Yeah, I think he'd be pretty comfortable. I think I think he's going to be good. I'm just, I'm curious where he's drafted, right? Because that price oh, no. could vary quite a lot for Pacheco. But to your point, beginning of that third quarter, they needed him. They needed him so badly because Mahomes, you know, he obviously limped off after at halftime, came back in. They needed to rely on that running game early to let the painkiller shot, you know, do his thing out there. And then Mahomes was fine kind of after that first drive, they scored. Boom. But that was all Pacheco for a lot of that drive, getting it done. So I think that's that's where he was vital. And to your point, they really needed him in this game. I did not they expect did. Pacheco to be a big factor. They but did. But when when Mahomes was struggling, when his ankle was really hurt in that first half, he wasn't able to do as much out there. And obviously Mahomes still ran for what 44 yards on a high ankle spray? And that run was that that run solidified it for me. I, I'll say this. <laughs>
0: This is what, if you have Pacheco, this is the game you needed going into the offseason. If you want to yeah. move him, his performance in the Super Bowl and throughout the playoffs, quite frankly, will make him a very attractive running back by this offseason, especially what if Kansas City drafts an offensive lineman? They take Osiris Osiris Torrance from Florida to solidify their offensive line. They take a guy like John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota to solidify their offensive front. They take uh, uh, another uh, offensive lineman. They don't take a running back to the fifth round. This would be the catalyst that you need to probably move Pacheco for multiple seconds. Maybe you can sucker somebody into a 24 first rounder at the right moment, but this is what... This was the fire. This is the best possible outcome that you could have hoped for outside of him going for like 150, which we know is probably not gonna happen. He scored a touchdown, he commanded a bulk of the carries, he had 76 rushing yards, he ran violent, he ran physical, he showed the burst, so could probably give you an opportunity to sell him moving in the offseason. So Jay, uh that's that's it. We're at time today. I, I didn't really know. What else I wanted to touch on receiver wise? There's a lot. I said, do you want to touch?
1: Do you want to touch the receivers? Because you got Juju expiring contract. Tony's yeah, let's coming touch back real though. Quick. But again, what else do they have? I, I think Juju's going to stay because yes, like, why would yes. you want to leave Mahomes? But the question is for what price and how does that ultimately work out? But I mean, Juju was a big factor here. He caught more passes than Kelsey did. I think when it was all said and done um so I, i'm glad that he was able to get involved because his whole up and down with the chiefs has been has been tough but tony i think is the guy that valuing him this offseason is going to be crazy because he's still under contract what they do with them next season have a whole season under their belt mvs is he no one target he's zero. probably gone
0: he's probably get rid gone. of. this is who they, they're gonna i mean sky moore's back tony's back yeah. juju's back do they add DeAndre Hopkins? Do they draft a wide That's receiver? True. Like, dude in I, the second round? I would like for them, I want to see Mahomes with a true number one wide receiver. I would love DeAndre Hopkins for a season. Reality is the way this offense is built, man, like would would, would Mahomes even hyper target one? Or does he just spread it around? Is this, is that just who he is where any and everybody will get touches? If you're open, I'll find you.
1: I think it's the way it is now. Yeah. And and I think that starts with Kelsey, right? Um, it can't work if your number one target isn't in with that style. And the, But the way it works now, man, like Noah Gray's making plays. It's just whoever's open, needs their number called on any given play, they're going to make that play. But while that Andy Reid ran three plays that ended the Eagles season, two in the end zone and one on the final play that ultimately got the holding call. Um, that won in the let's, game
0: let's get out of here on that let's get out of here on that on Wednesday we will be doing a, a mock or we'll look at a mock we'll do a mock we'll see what comes out hopefully there'll be some post Super Bowl uh, more information gathered mocks but the holding call at the end of the game everyone bitching about the refs call oh they got cheated they got sniped let's not let's not put one play in and make a, an entire game The reality is it was a hold. I mean, he held him twice. And Bradbury admitted it, too. It was a hold. In the post-game presser. You you can talk about, oh, you can't make that call there. But, yeah, you can because he held. It was a hold. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate it happened when it happened, where it happened. And here's the thing. People are saying, oh, it was uncatchable. That that has no bearing. By the letter of the law, whether it's catchable or uncatchable, you cannot hold the damn receiver. And I don't think Bradbury needed to do it. It was a hold, plain and simple. There is The refs didn't cheat. There was no cheating. They, like, they really didn't call any flags the entire game. Like, it yeah. was a very clean, clean game. They they were letting Lane Johnson start early on offense. Said, yes. Hut. Lane Johnson was already kick-sliding back before the ball was even snapped. They allowed that to happen. But at that point in the juncture, again, unfortunate that play was called, Jay, but it was a hold. It
1: was a yeah. hold. It, it's no different than the, pa- than the um, rough in the passer or the what the the unnecessary roughness in the game against Cincy. You could say, oh, you can't make that call, but he was clearly out of balance and he hit him like this. You can't do that. And so it's just it's unfortunate. But Bradbury, when when the cornerback, who is the offender, came out and said, yeah, I held him, I hope they wouldn't call it. What do you, what is there left to say? Like, this is the dude that was in the play, made the play he and him. they called it against him. And he, he admitted it. Me. So what? Do you, what? Me. What else is there to complain about? Did Seriously. you watch
0: the? Uh, what did you think of the halftime show?
1: It was. It was. It was bad. I, I. I. I was not a fan. I know people can say she's pregnant. I get it. Good for her. What did you want? I didn't more think it was movement? very good. You wanted more
0: movement. You know, I just. It was.
1: You know. I thought she tried to get in more songs, which is fine. I liked all the lights. You know, I told you I wanted to hear "Run This Town." That was dope. All the lights was a surprise. I thought she Bitch would do better. Wild have thoughts. my money.
0: We had insight. Probably like five days before the game that that was going to be the first song played, and then we yeah. tried to go we tried to go bet it, and it was pulled off all the books. So, yeah. uh, I thought it was fine. She's got hits on hits. I thought I just want to say this: the national anthem was one of the best renditions of a national anthem I'd heard. The okay. the, the the singer who the the the, the Chris song, Stapleton, come on. I, I mean, Spot. I don't. I mean. The same way you don't know rap artist, I don't know who that is. So I didn't, I, I didn't know, I didn't know who he was. Um, but what a rendition of the national anthem! That was fantastic, man. And if you bet the over on the length of the national anthem, you won because it was a lengthy one. But man, the soul, the song—that was that was a good one. I was very impressed by
1: the national very, anthem. Very, rendition. very patriotic.
0: Good job. It was just good. It was just I don't even know if it was patriotic. It was just fucking good.
1: Like he just the voice. Yeah, Chris Stapleton's, he's he's a good, he's a country singer, man. He's good.
0: Yeah, see, Leo said it, man. He said, bro, singing had me crying. I'm over there emotional. I stopped eating brisket and I'm listening to this. Like I gotta listen to some stapleton this morning. So um overall, I thought we had a fantastic Super Bowl. We enjoyed it. We saw two great quarterbacks go at it. And I think both of these guys are going to be uh, contenders in their respective divisions for a long time. Good luck having to oh, deal yeah. with Philadelphia, the way that team is set up to succeed. Five straight AFC titles at home for Patrick Mahomes. So we'll see what Burrow Let's can do. see if do. we can make it six. We'll see what Allen can do. But it's been a hell of a ride for the 2023 season. And we appreciate everybody um, on this show who's rocking with us uh, throughout the – I mean, we've been doing this now almost a full year, the Wake Up Show on our own, Jay. So we're almost a year in. And uh, as we move forward and transition to the offseason, it's just going to be mocks on mocks on mocks on mocks. We're going to do mock drafts. We're going to look at mock drafts. We're going to talk about rankings. We're going to adjust with new information. We're going to move players up. We're going to move players down. We're going to stay fluid um, and just adjust with information that's presented because ultimately, yeah, we want to be right. and We want to hit on players, but we want to provide entertaining and actionable content to help you position your dynasty rosters for short and long-term success, so that's what we will be doing every single show in the off-season. Rinse, drive, repeat, mocks on Monday, mocks on Wednesday. Jay, the trade show's coming back. We're actually going to record an episode of the trade show after this, and on the YouTube channel, I will be providing many film sessions on some of the uh, prospects in this 2023 class. For the full in-depth 3-4 game breakdowns, you got to go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Get you access to the database, the community, all that dope shit. But we will be uh, ramping up the rookie content here on the channel. So from my heart, sincerely, to everybody in the chat, we had over 563 live comments this morning Um, y'all are awesome y'all are awesome this is why we do this I promise you uh, Jay and I talk to each other enough. I don't do this to see him every freaking morning. Um, we do this for y'all, so we appreciate the love, the support. Hit the thumbs up button, like, subscribe the content and stay tapped into everything that we're doing to Destination, doing with Destination Debbie. And of course, you know I can't get out of here without plugging some of the sponsors and partners, baby. Go get you in Epson, man. I'm telling you, I tweeted out pictures yesterday. Everybody was talking about Dallas Goddard didn't catch the ball. Well, if you had this bad boy, the Ultra LSA 800 epic vision projector you would have seen that he had both feet down because i had 120 inch screen and it was very easy to see jay you got to get you one of these there's a link in the description or you can go to epson.com forward slash wake up to check out this beauty of a short throw projector doesn't take up a lot of space my boy eugene from off the line saw it firsthand yesterday it's more than worth it upgrade your sports viewing experience with epson jay we love y'all man we got to do a trade show appreciate y'all we'll see you on wednesday we are out gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prize pick for 100 deposit match up to 100 dollars for first-time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo